Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking down everything in District 3, week in, week out in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, and this guy is Logan Green. Logan, what's up? Howdy, Brandon. What's going on? Hey, not too much. Uh, got my first uh, kind of fall cold of this season. So, you oh, know. good. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, a little under the weather, but the show must go on. So here Get I am. Get out of the way early. Yeah, right. Try to anyways. Okay, let's uh, let's break it down. Let's talk about postseason. We're already in the postseason in some sports, Logan, which is crazy to think. Yeah. About. Yeah. I was having this conversation with somebody like, well, we were just looking at stuff and you're like, I mean, there's district stuff going on right now. Um, and, you know, district soccer is next week for some districts. They're going to start up and it's like, Wow that really came real fast. Yeah. Am I ready for that? No, I am not, but <laughs> we will, uh, we'll take it on a uh, friendly reminder. We will have uh, the district brackets uh, for soccer and volleyball on our website, idahosports.com uh, sometime next week. So keep an eye out for that and you can follow your favorite teams all throughout the district process. Um, let's talk District golf took place yesterday uh, over in District 3 for the 5A, 4A, doing fall golf for the first time. And uh, weather-wise, it's worked out pretty well. Um, the weather's been pretty cooperative. Yeah, I thought, you know, I heard a lot about this from different people just around my network of people <laughs> that were kind of like, well, I don't know how this is going to work. You know, some people play football and golf and, you know, how is it going to work? But I think the weather-wise, this has been – Cause the spring is just so you just never know. Like you can get all five seasons. No, it's not five seasons, but in Idaho, you can say there are right all in the same week. And, and, you know, it really throws things off, but in, you know, early fall, everything's pretty consistent. So I think, I don't know, Brandon, if you've heard any rumblings from people, but I think it's been a success, at least from what I've heard in doing it in the fall. Yeah, the only the only problem I saw was one time up north, uh, Post Falls was hosting a, an invite, and the boys uh, competed first, got their eighteen holes in, and the girls were starting to compete, and they ran out of daylight, so they had to shorten it to nine holes, a nine hole competition, because oh, they, God. you know, right, it gets darker earlier, um, but that was it. That was the only thing I've seen where. Um, it may have been a problem this year. So uh, district golf five, uh, a boys and, and the Idaho Statesman had a really nice write up about uh, all of the results. We're just going to kind of hit the highlights and um, you should definitely check out the article that uh, Michael Licklama and Rachel Roberts, they kind of teamed up on it. But um, so five, a golf on the boys side uh, Eagle wins the title and the top four teams all advance to state. They get to take their whole roster of five golfers. So Eagle wins it. They shot 279. Boise took second at 290. And then look how close the next five teams are, Logan. Timberline took third at 318. Capital was fourth at 319. Mountain View was fifth at 320. Middleton was sixth at 321. he was seventh at 324. And Rocky Mountain took eighth at 325. So you're talking about a seven-stroke difference between eighth place and and third place, what a tight window! Yeah, that is. It's it, golf is just such a tough sport, you know. You just that where 
barely anything. I think about this with volleyball too. If you see a game, you know, that was 25, 23, you know, three straight sets of that. And really it's a three to zero blowout, but it really wasn't a blowout. And then, you know, Oh, I turned I came in eighth in this golf tournament, but only, you know, I was, I was right there. Like I wasn't that far behind um, just a couple of strokes. And, you know, it doesn't tell the full story when you look at it and say, Oh, you came in eighth, but man, just great golf being played though. Last weekend. Definitely. Uh, Trevor Garris of capital was your uh, individual um, champion. And this, this all took place yesterday, Logan. This was yesterday um, at various golf courses in, in the treasure Valley. Um, Trevor Garris of capital is your uh, district champ. He shot a 63 Wheaton Ennis of Eagle takes second at 67 and, and Wheaton Ennis has a, a state title under his belt. So uh, he'd be a guy to keep an eye on uh, at state next week. And then Bobby Kincaid from Nampa took third. Uh, with a 68 Ben Hawes of Boise and Bo Sar of Eagle tied for fourth at 69. So again, in the individual race, uh, it was kind of close after the initial win by Garris. So congratulations there. Uh, 4A also held their uh, boys and girls uh, golf district tournaments yesterday. Um, Logan, you're going to be shocked when you hear this, but any guesses on who who won the team titles for boys probably and girls a Bishop golf? Kelly sweep if I had to guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Bishop Kelly sweep. That's right. Um, and neither was really close. The the BK boys shot 315. Columbia was second at 345. The BK girls won in an even bigger fashion. They shot a 324. Emmett was second at 451. So let me pull out my calculator real quick and do the math. Yeah do the math on this so it's 127 see logan this is why you're yeah you're no 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 97 97 97 97 strokes bishop kelly won by over emmett which is just insane to think about um your individual champs for the boys jackson wright of valley view shot a 74 andrew moody of bk was second at 77 bk so valley view had the individual individual champ and then bk took second third fourth and sixth that's why they won the team title, strength in numbers. Um, on the girls' side, <clears throat> uh, Kara Carter of Bishop Kelly. She's only a freshman. She won with a 76. Margaret Smock of BK was second at 80. Um, BK swept the top five spots. They're, all five golfers went one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they just cruised, right? Because between the two of them, um, that, that, you know, that's a lot. <laughs> yes. And and looking ahead to state golf next week, I would say BK, the heavy favorites on both the boys and girls side. BK went two weeks ago to the Jerome Invitational and took on, you know, some teams from East Idaho, uh, Twin Falls, which is kind of the big, you know, power in the Magic Valley. And they, they swept the team titles at the Jerome Invite. So based upon that, um, and I just don't see anybody from the North that's going to really challenge. So I would say BK, the heavy favorites in both boys and girls golf heading into the state meet next week. But we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on that, certainly. Let's turn the page now to cross country, where the biggest meet of the year in the state of Idaho, uh, year in, year out, is the Bob Furman Invite at Eagle Island State Park. This took place last week, and there were uh, competitors from Washington and Utah and Oregon and Montana and all over. It's it's really a big regional meet. Mm -hmm. It's really cool that they get to do this every year over there at Eagle Island State Park. Yeah, it's funny. I was um, at an event on Saturday night 
um, and just just with some people from our neighborhood. And there's a couple kids that run for for a few of the high schools nearby that were there at the meet and and just said that it was a you know just a it was a tough course. Tons of people there. There was just nowhere, almost nowhere to be to park. Just so many people were there, um, and and you know they they just couldn't stop talking about Rocky Mountain though. Yeah, uh, the Rocky Mountain boys. Uh, we we got to see them at the Tiger Grizz invite, uh, a, a competition we covered live on IdahoSports.com. And by the way, we still have one more cross country meet yeah. uh, coming up next Thursday uh, in Pocatello. The um, the annual. Uh, competition at the portland wellness complex so um stay tuned for that the bob conley invite next thursday um back to the bob Furman, though a lot of people named bob in in the cross-country bob. world apparently. bob's a running guy <laughs> that's right it's not logan um, or brandon invite that's for sure no uh the only invite i'm getting is to the uh, well, post here's the thing brandon i've been telling people this after we did that right the the tiger grizz in idaho falls I've told everybody, I said, my kids are not running cross country because I am not being a cross country parent. It is just as much work. I want to be a football dad. I want to sit in the stands and eat my snacks. But if you're a cross country parent, you are not sitting still. And I'm sure they're all, if you're listening to this and you're a cross country parent, you're rolling your eyes thinking, oh yeah, that's for sure. I mean, there's people sprinting across that course in Idaho Falls. It is just as much of a workout for the fans and parents and family, whoever it is, as it is for those kids. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm joking, but seriously, they are running to get from point A to point B as quickly as they can. So, um, kudos to the to the cross country parents as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it is uh, a really dedicated uh, following, and you do you have to really put in the work as a parent and as an athlete in the sport the sport of cross country. So yeah, Rocky mountain boys, we, we saw them at tiger Grizz. Landon. He won the individual competition at tiger Grizz, And we had him on for a post-race interview. And he said, look, we obviously aren't looking too far ahead, but we obviously want to compete well at state. And then he said, but our ultimate goal is to, to qualify for nationals. Um, so that, I mean, that kind of tells you where Rocky mountains at in terms of uh, the rest of the state for boys cross country. Um, they'll, they'll win the five, a title, you know, fairly easily and then they'll go compete at regionals and hopefully they get to nationals. That would be really cool and really exciting. Um, Landon Hemeyer wins the individual uh, in the elite. So they have, they kind of stagger because there's so many runners, right? There's an elite division. There's a freshman division. There's all sorts of different divisions. Landon Hemeyer wins the elite division um, for Rocky mountain, which is uh, saying something because the, uh, a lot of times the individual champ isn't from Idaho, right? It's from a different state, but Way to go, Landon Hemeyer. Yeah. He also set a yeah, course Yeah, I was looking record. at the, the final. The... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Brandon. No, I was just looking at the scoreboard. Yeah, and there was tons of kids from other states that were there in the top 10. Um, but he was the, you know, the one on top as usual. <laughs> yeah, he, he set a new course record. Uh, 14 minutes, 58.4 seconds. Um, and there's been a lot of good runners at Eagle Island State Park over the years. So, that's pretty impressive from Landon Hemeyer. On the girls' side, the highest finisher was Sammy Smith from Boise. And everything we said about the Rocky Mountain Boys cross-country team, you can apply to the Boise girls. They're, they're so dominant. Um, so Sammy Smith wins the uh, – or not wins, uh, but she took fourth overall, the highest placer among Idaho runners, and she just continues her incredible uh, dual season. She plays soccer for Boise High. And runs cross country. 
Yeah, she's not going to get tired out there on the field, right? She's used to, uh, you know, they run a ton in soccer and obviously cross country. So, you know, might be one of the best athletes, period, in the state if you can do both of those sports simultaneously as well. Well, and she's also an acclaimed skier, actually. She's involved in um, U.S. skiing. No, why not? Yeah, I mean, she <laughs> she is. And, and, of course, her older sister, Logan Smith, is uh, playing soccer at Stanford. So it's a very talented, very athletic family for sure so uh that was the bob Furman invite um boise high as a team uh finished in the top three as well um so congrats to the brave runners there so all right let's uh let's dive into football now logan um let's let's start at 5a where last week we were really talking up nampa right and we were we said this was the game yeah. where we're gonna find out if nampa's for real or not they play eagle on friday night they end up falling uh, 45 to 14. So Eagle kind of solidifies their positioning in that division. And for Nampa, maybe they're a tier just below those other teams at the top. Yeah, and this is something I mentioned. Um, I was over in Idaho Falls for the Middleton Thunder Ridge game. And... Um, it seems like there is a there's the top two in each division, right? And it, it's it's very clear cut. I think it's you know on the one side you have Meridian and you have Rocky Mountain, that's pretty clear. On the other side you have Mountain View and now Eagle. We thought maybe Nampa could move up in there, but but we're seeing that they're still you know maybe that step below, um, right there. Doesn't mean they're a bad team. Obviously, we talked them up last week, and that's fine because you know what? At the end of the day, six teams do make it into state from the district. So if you can, if you can finish third, you know, first or second might be out of the question now looking at what, what's ahead of you, but man, if you can finish third, you're going to make it to state. And I, I think both Middleton and Nampa will be at state this year and, and great for their first year playing at five a. Yeah, it was uh, a weekend of uh, the the usual suspects really excelling uh, in that Eagle win. Logan, did you see this? They rushed for four hundred seventy seven yards as a team, and they 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 passed for zero. They they all their yardage came they on didn't the ground. Throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, it, it was incredible. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, so you know, you think, oh, the quarterback, Jake Longson, he must have had a night off. No, he rushed for 180 yards and four touchdowns. So he was doing his work on the ground as well. So um, Eagle, and this was also, you know, a week after they lost their starting running back, Deegan uh, Martino, for the season. So um, I yeah, guess I it think, didn't really matter. You know, I think a lot of people kind of discredited Eagle just, just because they lost early on, right? But I mean, it's tough. They play Rocky Mountain and Meridian, right? Who are the top two on the opposite side of the bracket? And people kind of, I think they just people just forgot that. Oh no, Eagle still was, you know, a few Ian Hershey missed field goals away from also playing for a state championship a year ago. Like, right? They were they were right there. They were on the verge of going. You know, we could have very very realistically seen a meridian versus eagle state championship like right that was not it was a couple of points away from happening a couple of one play away in each game from happening right both of those games very tight so you know not put them in my forefront mind or you know the forefront of my mind that they are 
very good, but I think they're proving that it's just, I think Meridian and Rocky mountain are just on another level that, that people are not realizing that those two are extremely good. And, you know, the, the third best team might be Eagle in the state. We just don't know. Um, but they really looked good. Um, I thought that the cross state matchups this week were pretty key, right? What In what we saw, we saw Highland come over here and play Meridian, uh, a game that Meridian wins. Um, and then we saw Middleton go over to Thunder Ridge and just absolutely put a shellacking on them. Um, and that game was not as close as the score indicated. Um, just, you know, District 3, it's a good showing when you can go and beat those other teams from Eastern Idaho who have kind of, who have kind of dominated the last couple of years, right? You know, Rocky Mountain has thrown a few state championships in there, but it's really been Eastern Idaho's um, division for the last few years. Yeah, we have we have a lot of data points um, in terms of 5A football, right? Where you just mentioned, uh, and I will say, um, I think Highland's pretty good. Meridian only won 14 to 7 over the Rams. Right. So, yes, it was a <clears throat> low scoring game, but Meridian did get the win. Um, so you've seen, you know, Meridian play Highland. And as you mentioned, Middleton's played Thunder Ridge and Rocky Mountain played Coeur d'Alene earlier this year and Post Falls has played Timberline. And so we're getting all that data of where these teams stack up in terms of the statewide race. The one data point we have nothing on is Rigby, right? We don't know how Rigby yes. compares because they kind of are doing their own thing, playing some Utah schools. And um, I would say that's kind of the one wild card as we look ahead to the 5A playoffs right. is Rigby. So, uh, and that's what I had. We had this conversation during the Middleton game on Friday. We're like, you know, I think, you know, Meridian and Rocky, very good. But then you're like, Rigby won it all. They've won two of the last three, but nobody really knows who they are this year just because of that. I mean, they did beat Coeur d'Alene pretty handily in a game that I think you did. Um, yep. And then, you know, if you do the transitive property, right? Well, then so and so beat Coeur d'Alene. So, I mean, you can't really do that. But, um, so it's tough. I I don't think we're going to know until, you know, Rigby plays a Highland and then we see how they match up with them because, you know, Highland has looked pretty decent this year. They lost to, you know, a Utah school at the Rocky mountain rumble, but outside of that, they've looked strong and, you know, they played for a state championship a year ago and they hung in there with Meridian on Friday. So uh, better than any team really has this year. So, you know, you start looking and thinking, well, maybe, maybe it's not as, you know, widely separated as we think. Yep. So if we take a look at the standings right now in the foothills division, this is the six team division. Uh, you've got three teams, two and O Meridian, Rocky mountain capital two and O, uh, and then three teams that are zero and two Middleton centennial and timberline. Um, capital is just two and three overall. Their wins have come against timberline and, and centennial, uh, two, two of the teams that are at the bottom. We'll find out where capital really sits this week. Cause they play Rocky mountain. And um, I think, you know, based upon, you know, capital got waxed by Bishop Kelly, you know, earlier this year. And I just think, I think um, capital, even though they're two and oh, um, I still think they're not quite there. And I, I would, I would expect maybe Middleton to, to leapfrog capital at some point in those standings. Yes. When do they play? Let's see. They play Friday, October 7th. That'll be an important game for um, for Middleton. Against I, think, I, I think so. I think, think that you're going to 
see that be um, Middleton will get that, that third spot. For sure. Okay, uh, River Division, uh, you've got Eagle and Mountain View. Both. Yeah, I think your internet's lagging a little behind, Logan. <laughs> I think there's a delay. Yeah. Yes. Is it you or is. me? I uh, my I look clear on my end, um, and you're kind of all fuzzy and blurry, so See, I don't I, know. See, you're fuzzy and blurry on mine. Oh man, we're gonna have to go back and watch the videotape, I guess, and uh, see whose internet was bad. But <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, it sounds like we're sneaking up better now. Yeah, I think there was just a lag in the action. Um, okay, so River Division, Eagle and Mountain View, both three and zero. Nampa now three and one, and this is a seven-team division. Then you've got Cuna at one and two. Bora and Hawaii are both one and three and Boise is oh and three. So like we said, kind of a clear Eagle Mountain View at the top. Napa probably just a step below. And I, you know, I still think Bora can can make some noise here. They're three and three overall. Um, and I, I still think Bora is a team that could be sneaky. And Cuna also uh, is a team you shouldn't sleep on. I think there's more balance in the river division this year. Yes. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. There's just so many teams that I think could finish in that third spot. Um, I think even a Waihibora, Kuna, Nampa. I mean, they all have the one. They only have one win. Um, but I think you know if, if they could hang in there, that they've got a shot at it. And and if they if one of them can take down Nampa, then you know again that's a it's an effective play in situation, right? Because three teams are going to make it. Yep. Um, and, and there is still, so the way the bracket works is six teams from district three get automatic spots. So it'll be the two. So the, the last week of the regular season, now that there's two divisions, the first place team from each division will play each other. The second place, uh, teams will, uh, or, or then two will play, you know, six and from one division and then three will play five. And it's, it's very confusing. Uh, we don't even know what the matchups will be until the week of, but basically six spots um, are open from district three with the possibility of there's also two at large spots this year for the playoffs. Um, and I would say district three has a good chance of grabbing at least one of those and possibly both. We'll just have to wait and see how, you know, all of the, I, I mean, I think that's where those, these cross state matchups come in handy, right? Because eventually those are, those have got to weigh in to some extent, right. On the max preps rankings um, where, you know, it, you know, you have well district three in the regular season beat up on district six. So do, will the computers then favor district three on those max prep rankings? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows, but you would just think that that might be how that would line up. Yeah, and so the way the at-large uh, bids get determined for 5A is the best winning percentage. Um, uh, so basically, who who has the best winning percentage of games uh, that were against other 5A opponents? Against other 5As, and then and then non-Idaho schools that have enrollments similar to 5A. So like for you know the teams up north that play a lot of the Washington schools, those games will count. Highland played a Utah team at the Rocky mountain rumble that will count 
um, in their record. It, it last year it really cost Idaho Falls actually, and they're they're not even in five A anymore. But last year Idaho right. Falls had this really like it looked impressive on paper, right? They were like six and three or something like that. But they they had beaten up on a bunch of four A schools. Well, guess what? None of those count to get that mm. at large spot. So Idaho Falls missed out on the playoffs last year. So again, that's why I say it really favors the teams from district three, because with the exception of, you know, maybe the occasional Bishop Kelly matchup, they're, they're playing five, a schools every week. So, right. And if, and if you go on the road or, you know, you welcome in one from another district and can beat them, then yeah, that, that helps you to your advantage. Um, I mean, does it, it doesn't really matter right then if they were a good five, a school or not, it's just that they were a five, a so like a, I mean, Middleton beat Thunder Ridge pretty bad and, and Thunder Ridge hasn't looked very good uh, against 5A schools, but for Middleton, it counts as a 5A win, right? Right. So that's going to, that will aid them in that discussion later on down the road. Yep. That's exactly it. So, and then we can talk more about that as we get uh, deeper into October. I, t- I try not to start talking about brackets and playoffs until we hit October, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so tempting. Here. It's I know. fun. I know it's, it's so much fun. Um, okay. Uh, on IdahoSports.com this Friday night, we've got two video broadcasts for you. Middleton will be hosting Timberline, uh, Timberline. Oh, and five. Um, they, they really got robbed of a playoff spot last year. I thought, I thought Timberline should have been in the playoffs, yeah. uh, but now they are just, um, kind of rebuilding Oh, and five. So this will be a chance for Middleton to get another, uh, win in the, uh, river division um and then the other game we've got is i think it's pretty intriguing logan it's mountain view at cuna again this is another measuring stick game you know are the cavemen for real we'll see how cole lukanga does against that mavericks defense it's pretty good yeah and you know cuna has kind of you know they fall into one and two in conference um so they have come up with a couple losses but mountain view um kind of has rolled through their last couple of games they had a close one with hawaii and then handled Bora and Boise. I think that Cuna is probably a little bit better than those two more on the lines of an Hawaii. They played a very close game last week, and you saw Hawaii give Mountain View problems. So, you know, can Cuna um, crack the code and maybe get an upset in there? Yeah, we'll just have to uh, wait and see. Um, for a football this week, um, Four teams get into the playoffs uh, from District 3 with the possibility of maybe an, an, a fifth team at large uh, getting an at-large bid. I'm, I'm not sure that'll happen necessarily, but um, Bishop Kelly and Emmett continue to be the two lead dogs, right? BK's 2-0, Emmett is 1-0. Kind of an interesting uh, story for Emmett last week, Logan. They made an 11-hour bus trip to Lodi, California. I guess it's like just north of Stockton, so you know, kind of in that northern part of California or north central. Uh-huh. Um, they played Toke High School and they won pretty convincingly. Um, they picked up a, a pretty large win. So Idaho two and zero against California this year. So <laughs> yeah. um, in District Three, nonetheless, right is is two and zero against California. That's right. Yeah, Homedale beat Laguna Beach uh, in their season opener, and then Emmett beat Toke last week, uh, forty eight to twenty. Dakota Perry. Uh, 10 of 13 passing, 231 yards, five touchdowns, also ran for a score. And how about this? Uh, all five of his touchdowns went to Stevie Howe, who's really emerging as a dynamic playmaker. Howe caught seven passes overall. Five of his seven passes were for touchdowns. <laughs> 
So you said Dakota Perry was 10 of 13 and he threw five touchdowns, right? So yep. half of his touch, half, half the time he throws the ball, it, it's a touchdown. Yeah. Not bad. It's pretty, uh, just another day at the <laughs> office for Dakota Perry for sure. And so now you've got Emmett, uh, returning home for a home contest on Friday night against Columbia. And uh, that's a game that we will have for you on idahosports.com live video coverage. Columbia one and four. I think they're better than that one and four record indicates. They, you know, they've got a new first year head coach in Charlie Dotson, and um, he's doing a good job with that team. And uh, Columbia could be dangerous, um, you know, and could possibly challenge for that fourth playoff spot along with Skyview. But I think the top three, Bishop Kelly, and then Emmett and then Valley View. It's pretty clearly established. Um, Bishop Kelly played Valley View on Friday and won 35 to 6 over the Falcons. And I just I, I've seen Valley View play a couple times this year, and I just I still think they've got good potential. Um right. They they sprung an upset in the playoffs last year, and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they did they're that. They're just again. they're just always around, I feel like in whatever sport it is. Like last year they sneak into state basketball tournament. Last year they win a football game in the first round on the road as a a 14 seed or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just sneaky. They're just always in the mix somewhere, whether you want them to be there or not. And they're, they're pesky. Pesky is the word, right? So, you know, I think that, all right. I think Valley View is that third team. The fourth team, I have no idea. Um, you look at it, it can't be Caldwell, right? So it's got to be Columbia, Ridgeview, or Skyview. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you get down to it. Um, it's just I don't think they any of them have played each other from what I can tell. They all have games against each other coming up. I guess Columbia already lost to Skyview. Um, so I think it's probably going to come down to Skyview or Ridgeview who gets that final bid. Um, and they I mean, they don't play until the end of the season. October 14th, they play at Skyview. So that could be a de facto play in game. Yeah, which VU is better? We will uh, we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> the the sure. VUEs versus the VIEWs. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's kind of what's going on in 4A. Uh, in 3A, Fruitland got a big win over McCall Donnelly last week, 20-12. to 12. That was a, a big win for the Grizzlies um, because we talked about in, in 3A football, District 3 gets um, – two C or excuse me, three teams into the playoffs. So we know Homedale Weezer are locked in one, two. Um, so that third spot was going to come down to, we thought probably McCall Donnelly and Fruitland. And so the Grizzlies got a huge win on Friday night. Yeah. And I, I remember we told, we talked about this and I had been kind of pretty locked in on Weezer and you had, you know, said, no, watch out for Fruitland. And now that they, you know, they beat McCall Donnelly. Now they have that upper, leg right where you can if you can go in and beat a weezer then man you just really upped your season right it's gonna be it would be tough to do um but i think clearly now we do have a, a little separation and we know who that at least the third best team is it looks like um fruitland unless they can take down one of those top two dogs yep and so for fruitland this week they get uh to host parma a parma program that's uh certainly struggling and uh, for Weezer, they will play McCall Donnelly. This is another game we'll have for you on IdahoSports.com. Friday night from Weezer as the Vandals try to rebound from that loss to Fruitland. Yeah, and this should be a good gauge, right? And then we might learn a little bit more about, about Weezer um, in terms of how do they fare in conference. You know, if they're able to really put it to McCall Donnelly, 
then maybe we think, oh, you know, maybe Weezer is back where that we, you know, where they were a year ago. But if you know, if it's a close game, you know that maybe that gla- that gap has closed between Weezer and uh, Fruitland and McCall Donnelly. We'll just have to find out Friday night. Definitely, game of the week. I think in the Treasure Valley is at the two A level where you've got Melba four and one and just making it look easy on, especially on the ground with the rushing game. Um, they will take on the preseason favorite in the coaches poll, Cole Valley Christian. Now the chargers have kind of had an up and down kind of uneven season. They're three and two, but all that matters is this game on Friday night. If they win that um, they're in pretty good position to uh, claim the WIC conference title. Yeah. They had a win last week against Nampa Christian who won the conference a year ago. So you're saying, all right, they've already knocked off last year's champion pretty handily, too, by a couple of scores. This will be the gauge, right? I think this tells us if if Melba wins this, I think Melba runs it, runs the table the rest of the year. And, you know, their only loss is to is to North Fremont, which who now finally has taken over top spot in a lot of polls. Right. You know, it has been West Side copy and paste for 35 years. Um, just kidding for, for three years though. Um, and they fall and now it's North Fremont spot to be up on top. So really Melba's only loss is the number one team in the state on the road early. So man, Melba is looking really good right now. Um, and if they can get through Cole Valley, um, I think this might be their best shot that they've had in a long time. Definitely. Uh, you mentioned 35 years for West side while well, they had a 35 game winning streak, the longest in Idaho that was snapped on Friday night. Bear Lake got them in overtime, 28, 27 Bear Lake went for two and the win and got it. And it's crazy. I think the last time they lost, I think the seniors on this team would have been freshmen. Yep. And it was their first or second game of that season. And it was like a seven to six game. Yep. And that was it. And this one, they only lost by one point, too. So, you know, really uh, just an incredible program. I mean, uh, this is not their prep cast, but, man, that's, that's, that is impressive. Uh, you know, I said this on another podcast this week on the East Idaho prep cast. By the way, we do one of these for every region of the state. So if you want to hear what's going on in other parts of the state, uh, tune into all of our, our podcasts. Uh, on the East Idaho prep cast, I was talking and I said, you know, I think 2A is going to be the most wide open for the playoffs this year. I, You know, I'm looking at like seven or eight teams, I think, that are all capable of uh, getting on a run. And so I, I said, I'm going to start lobbying already to get as many 2A playoff games as I can to broadcast. No, it would be a don- <laughs> No, correct. It is looking, it's looking awesome i mean even like throw kellogg into the mix now right they were always a a playoff team at the 3a couldn't really get over the hump there but this year i mean they look they look good don't they at least from what i've seen and and heard and read i have not seen them play but man they they look on paper really good and you know they're kind of just up there on their own up there up north and nobody really talks about them and they're dangerous right now they are. I mean, Kellogg, Coal Valley, Melba, North Fremont, Firth, Declo, Aberdeen, Westside, Bear Lake. I mean, they're all teams that are capable of of stringing together. Some. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be fantastic uh, battles. Well, eight man football, one A. You know, notice continues to rule the one A D one division. Not much to talk about there. Uh, you know copy and paste notice wins big um at the 1ad2 level though the long pin conference we had the showdown between um what many people thought are the two best teams horseshoe bend and council and the lumberjacks uh come out of there with uh 
I thought a pretty decisive win. Bless you, by the way. Uh, 40, 44 to 26. Um, Council got the win. Yeah, and Horseshoe Bend has played two really tough games, right, the last couple weeks. Like, they they went on the road to Camas County, got beat there, and then they play against Council. So I think we're seeing some separation there. Um, and that Council probably is that top dog. And, and you know, um, yeah, I mean, Council's played a very tough schedule this year. They went up north a few times. Um, I, you know, they, they played notice they did, they lost a notice, but played them right. A team above them, um, in classification and played well. And so I, you know, I think that they are the team to beat right now. That's what we've been saying all year, but I also think like garden Valley has sneakily, they really haven't, you know, you look at their schedule, they haven't played a many strong teams at all. Um, but four knows four and oh. And when you dominate your four knows, you know, you think that, Hey, you know, confidence is building in the Wolverines to, to maybe make a run at it. Um, if, you know, if they come into it with only one loss, uh, this is going to be a tough playoff bracket. I think personally, oops, knocked my microphone there. <laughs> I personally thought, Oh, Carrie's gone. Um, this is, uh, you know, who's left there, but you know, obviously Kendrick is probably the odds on favorite. But there's a lot of other good teams at 1AD2. I mean, Camas County looks really good. Um, Council's looking really good. And then if Garden Valley can somehow pop themselves into the mix too, you are, are set up for a great showdown in that bracket. Yeah, for sure. So Kendrick's kind of the big dog. It, this is, uh, you know, 1AD2, the bracketing is all predetermined, right? It's it's all, the bids are all predetermined. The bracket the is predetermined. So we can I'll go on record and say it's the worst. So we can already look and kind of start putting those pieces together. So council, uh, you know, if they continue winning like this, they will win district three. That would put them on the same side of the bracket as Kendrick. See that. Whereas the second place team, could be horseshoe bend they'd be down on the opposite side you know there's no easy path but the the further away you can play kendrick i think the better yes yes and you know the, yeah see it's already messed up right like it's already let me guess kendrick's gonna play camas county in the first round that's how it's gonna set up uh, uh I'm no <laughs> but uh i mean heck i mean dietrich is looking good and so is castle the whole thing there's a lot of good teams um, that are in the mix, but Kendrick just looks really good. I will, I will tell you, uh, Kendrick more than likely will play whoever takes third from District Four. Could be Dietrich, could be Castle Ford, could be Camas County. Somebody, man. so and whoever, <laughs> man, it's it's wild. It's yeah. No, I mean, no. I know you've got a whole other prep cast for eight man <laughs> stuff, but theirs is just I, I. It's just I don't know how to explain it. There's just so much going on there that. Uh, because I, I think something like a third of the schools in Idaho are the eight mans, something like that. They, they, they represent more than any other classification in terms of um, schools in that classification at the 1A level. And, man, there's just there's a lot moving going on over there. <laughs> Definitely, it's, yeah. Uh, it's There's a lot of good teams in that. Yes, for sure. Uh, so, uh District three will get three bids to the one AD two playoffs. We feel pretty good about council and horseshoe Ben getting the, the first two, which means this game Friday night, Logan, I think kind of turns into a de facto playoff game when garden Valley hosts tri Valley. Those are the two teams that I think are fighting for that third spot. Yeah. And, and, you know, garden Valley last two weeks has won 60 to zero and 66 to zero. Again, they're competent. I mean, they played Rimrock, Idaho city, 
Timberline um, and Meadows Valley. So really not the, uh, you know, the gauntlet of the schedule, but um, they have just completely went through a buzzsaw. You look at their, how many points they put up 76, 64, 60, and 66. So the lowest garden Valley has scored is 60 points. So they're, they're going to put up points, um, you know, and, and I'm not so sure that horseshoe bend is just going to, I don't know. I think it might, I think Garden Valley wins this game against Tri-Valley, personally. And then I think you have the second-place game between Horseshoe Bend and Garden Valley the next week on October 7th. I think that one sets up for a potential whoever wins this is second. Um, You know, we'll see what happens. But, man, um, I like that Garden Valley squad that can put up points like that right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, very telling um, the next they, three weeks for. Garden it's just Valley. tough because they haven't played anybody, so you don't know. And Horseshoe Bend has played people. Um, they haven't won those games, but they've been there, right? They they've kind of you know they've shown, they haven't gotten blown out. So, ah, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of times the schedule kind of tells you how <clears throat> the coach feels about their squad, right? If they feel like uh, it's going to be kind of a That's middle true. of the road year, they'll go lighter on the schedule. If like Horseshoe Bend thought. Hey, we're going to be pretty good. Let's go challenge ourselves. So that's, I always use that as, yeah. No, and that's a, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Cause, you know, I mean, you're seeing Caldwell do it right now, right? Where they're, you know, saying, you know what? We're not, we're not what, what we want to be. So we're just going to play this modified schedule. And you look at Garden Valley and they haven't played very strong teams out of conference. And so, um, but they have won them. So, and won them handily. So, Maybe they're better than they thought they were. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's it's all going to be pretty fascinating to watch unfold. And of course, we will be back again next week to recap everything that happened. Uh, we'll preview state golf, um, although you know we kind of already did. Spoiler alert: BK is going to be really good, and we'll, yeah. we'll come back and recap. Uh, we'll we'll get you ready for district soccer next week as well. But uh, for now, thanks for tuning in, everybody, to the Treasure Valley Prep Cast. Uh, enjoy the competitions this weekend, uh, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.